With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. All right, welcome to the George Water Jr. Show on Black Talk Radio. Thank you for uh, your time. And, uh, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, still under the weather, but I'm not as bad off as I was a few days ago. Thanks a lot. <clears throat> All right, uh, folks, it seems like Trump has no, there's no redeeming this guy. I mean, he had this meeting in, I'm assuming in the White House someplace, uh, kids, parents from uh, 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 the Parkland school that was shot up, the Parkland High School that was shot up. uh, And uh, virtually he, (laughs) virtually as he was listening to their sobbing pleas for gun control. He vowed to do something tougher on gun control. He vowed this and he vowed that he's going to get tougher. In the end, in the end, it all, and I try to tell people, I say, hey, wow, don't believe what he says. Don't believe anything he says. Don't, don't believe even if he, if it seems like, even if it seems like this guy has some empathy, don't believe it. He's a fake. He's a con. He's a bully. He's a liar. He's a pathological liar. This guy, Trump, wants more guns. He wants more guns, not less guns. And these, uh, the, the, these kids uh, from, the, from this school, they, are, they want less guns. They want, basically, if you think about it, they do not want less guns. They just want certain guns banned because they should not be in the hands of the mentally ill. Trump, his dumb ass, he wants more guns. And he is... Uh, <clears throat> Admitting to the um, to the fact, I mean, when I heard of this meeting that he was having with the students and their parents at the White House, and I'm just saying this guy's playing, playing these folks. He's making a fool out of them. He had cameras all over the place. I mean, we uh, this thing was brought into our homes, uh, the family, the you know, the people from the school, and and virtually all he said was he wants more guns. And I knew this was a, I knew it was going to be a bust because Trump himself is taking money from the NRA, the National Rifle Association. He's pocketing money. He's not going to get he's not going to get rid of his biggest donor. Oh yeah, he's getting money from other gun lobbyists to look the other way, and that's what he's doing. He's looking the other way. The entire legislature legislation legislature of Florida is just slapping these kids in the face. They voted down, they recently voted down a gun ban in Florida that these kids were trying to opt. These folks, the Republicans just don't care about your life, my life, the life of these kids out here in some of these schools that are, that is, that are ripe for uh, uh, gun, more gun violence. They just don't care. I mean, trying to talk to Trump and Rick Scott and the Florida legislature, legislature about banning these uh, guns. Trump talked about banning bump stock, uh, an, uh, an accessory to a gun to make it shoot faster, sound like a Tommy gun or a machine gun. He talked about banning those. He's just lying and talking through his ass. This man is not going to ban anything. He's going to, all Donald Trump is going to do is make things a hell of a lot worse. 
talking to this man is like talking to worse than talking to a blank wall. He doesn't get it. He has his own warped way of thinking, and that's the way it is. You know, so Trump, uh, it's not, nothing is going to happen on gun control. Nothing is going to be banned, not under the guise of the Republicans. The Republicans aren't going to ban a damn thing. They're not going to do anything about gun control. They don't give a damn how many Americans die because mentally ill people are, can buy guns. They don't give a damn. They want more guns. They want the teachers to carry guns. They want <laughs> every, all the school staff to carry guns. That is, so, that is so preposterously crazy, it's laughable. More guns is not the answer, but you can't tell these Republicans that. And the only way we're going to get something done on gun control, we're going to have to just vote these idiots out of office. That's the only way you're going to get anything done. You've got numerous politicians, uh, former and, and current politicians saying the same thing. The only way we're going to get something done on gun control, vote these crazy people out of office. And man, we have a lot of nuts in office. I mean, uh, the way some of these people are uh, vilifying and lying on these young people because they want to save lives. They want to stay alive while attending their schools. And you've got these, these nuts out here. Some people call them trolls. These nuts out here who are just trying to vilify these young people. All because they want to save lives and they want to be safe in their schools. And we get lying, thuggish politicians trying to belittle them, demean them, debase them, and try to get them to shut up. And saying they're indoctrinated actors or they're uh, actors. And, and these people are just all over the Internet. And I'm understanding that Facebook and Twitter are getting um, these kinds of things off of Facebook. And that's good. Because you never know. This might be some foreign country coming in and, and trying to uh, interfere in what's going on in America. And then you actually got some Republicans, alt-right, whatever you want to call them. I don't care. They're nuts. They're crazy. They're liars. And they're trying to sow discord in America. You know, and for them to try to want to, dis to, to discredit these, these uh, young people, it's a damn shame. I mean, I've listened to some of these young people. I have listened to them. And they sound as if they are a lot brighter and a lot more intelligent than some of the assholes we've got in office. More intelligent, smarter, brighter, you know, keener than some of these jackasses or uh, Republicans that we have in office already who are trying to discredit them. I can just imagine what's going on at Fox, on Fox. I don't even want to hear it. You know, I can imagine. You know, and, and some of these uh, pundits that's going around some of these talk shows on cable, CNN and all, MSNBC, and they're talking trash, trying to discredit these kids. It, it's appalling. And it just pisses me off because these are young people, 15, 16, 17, and they're concerned about their country. They're, just, they're concerned about their school environment. They're concerned about their teachers, their friends. And all the Republicans can do is say, hey, we want more guns while lying to the kids. 
we want more guns. And you have trolls on the internet that are vilifying these kids. And I've said it several times, we have to stand with these young people, you know, because we know they are legit. And we know just like any, just like every other thing that confronts the Republican, or re, the Republicans, if they don't like it, they're gonna try to vilify you and lie and try to even ruin your reputation and get your job taken away from you. So we have to stand with these young people, no matter what the hell comes out of the White House, uh, no matter what uh, uh, the trolls on the right, alt-right, uh, try to throw out here against these young people who, who are doing, who have done nothing. They just want to see they, they just want to try and, and protect themselves and protect their students. And all these assholes who are against them are trying to um, paint them as something that they're not saying that they're indoctrinated with liberalism uh, or, or, I mean, I don't know if you read the article about uh, some kids drove all the way to Kentucky to confront um, to confront a, um, a lawmaker about changing the gun laws. And it's, it's a video out there, I believe it's going viral, at the, the lawmaker screaming and yelling mean things to these students who have driven 300 miles to just to talk with him. They didn't come there to be talked down to, belittled, yelled at, and told to get out. This is what the Republican Party is all about. They're not going to do two cents on gun control. It just is not going to happen. These people are taking money. They're bought and paid for. They're liars. They're, they're scum to treat these young people like that. These are children. These are kids. And some of the Republicans are saying that they're not smart enough to hold rallies. They're not smart enough to go out here and, and fight for what they want. And they're saying that the Democrats are behind it. The Republicans are coming up with all kinds of excuses. Excuses. And they're, you know, and they're surrogates and all of these people all over the place, lying and smearing these young people. And that, I mean, if that, if you, if that doesn't piss you off, I don't know what does. I know it pisses me off, picking on people like that. And even if they were indoctrinated with liberalism, which they're not, what would be so bad about that? But the Republicans try to make it seem like it's, it, it's the end of the world. You know, it's just awful the way these people, uh, the, the way the world is now. Trump them really brought out some garbage, the hate, the, under, <laughs> the underbelly of America. And now this guy, now this guy, I knew, I just knew that when um, he was, uh, uh, you know, entertaining, or I would probably say entertaining the family and the folks and the, and the, and the teenagers from this school in, from Parkland, Florida, I just knew it was a farce. I knew it was a farce. A lot of, a lot of Americans knew it was just a farce. It was just, it was photo op time for Donald Trump. That's all it was. I mean, all and it looked great. It's a round table. The chairs around uh, the chairs around the table. They were circling, circle like. If you saw it, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and it looked good. Trump was saying that he was, you know, he's gonna do this and vow to do that. And after 
<laughs> I guess after it was over, I think it was yesterday. Now he's saying we they want more guns. It shows you that Trump didn't really give a damn about what they what what their feelings or their wants or their concerns were. He just listened. It was just a photo op thing. He, Trump doesn't give a damn about Americans. He doesn't give a damn about anything. He is, he cares about himself. He doesn't even give a damn about being the worst president ever. Not in the United States, but in the world. Okay, here's an article here on Huffington Post. It, they, they're calling it Schoolhouse Glocks. Florida school students and parents tearfully asked Trump to address gun violence. In a listening session, this was a listening session. He, he said he was going to listen. He didn't listen. He had his mouth open. In a listening session at the White House, survivors of the Stoneman Douglas High School massacre tell their fears, tales of their fears and grief. Trump says, what does Trump do? Trump suggests more guns in school and more mental, mental hospitals. Give me a break. Trump has cut every kind of funding there is away from mental hospitals. He even uh, upended Obama's uh, executive order on trying to keep uh, uh, the mentally ill from getting from getting guns. He upended that order. Where uh, that's probably why this guy uh, had. Uh, that's probably why he bought this AR-15. Because of uh, Trump's uh, uh, upending Obama's executive order. And Trump now suggests that um, more guns should be in schools and in mental hospitals. Trump is not going to go against the NRA. Marco Rubio is not going to go against the NRA. They don't give a damn how many people die. Children, men, babies, does this, they don't care. As long as they keep getting the cash in it, and let's say if uh, like someone like Rick Scott, the governor of Florida, if he decides to go against the NRA and other gun lobbyists, they're going to come after him. So, you know, they're not <laughs> they're going to come after him. Obviously, uh, uh, the NRA did not put these bought off politicians in office. The, the voters did. The voters, every politician in Congress. And in the state houses around America, were put in by the people. You put these politicians in, they go get bought off. They take money. I think it's all corruption. They get bought off. They take money, and they say to hell with you. And they become a puppet, a flunky, an asshole to the NRA. Trump included the White House. is in the pockets of the NRA also, Donald J. Trump. And you think this guy's going to do something about gun control? Give me a break. He can hold how many, he can hold how, however many listening uh, sessions he wants. Trump doesn't listen to no one. Trump wants you to listen to him. He doesn't listen to no one. Not even the lawyers. <laughs> Not even his own lawyers. So what what makes you think that he's going to listen to parents and some concerned uh, children from this high school? Nothing, nothing. He's a con man. He's a 
He's a carnival barker. He's a thug. He's a criminal. He wants to break America apart. He doesn't want to uh, bring America together. He wants to break it and tear it apart in the name of Russia. So what and, and whatever Trump is doing uh, and how he's doing it, he's saying that uh, he said uh, once and it was uh, reported that uh, Moscow, which is which is in Russia, is Russia, that they're laughing their asses off. Yeah, they are. They are. I believe that. That's one thing he probably said is true. Moscow is laughing their asses off. And at him and at him and, and what he's doing to America because he's doing it for them. He's doing it for his boyfriend, Vladimir Putin. He's doing it for them. And it's a shame that uh, this is going on in the United States. But the bottom line is nothing is going to get done on gun control. Not as long as we have Republicans uh, in office. Get over it. That's how it's going to be. And you've heard it on the George Wilder Jr. show. Nothing is going to get done on gun control. The kids might as well uh, keep doing what they're doing, but they should stay focused and voting these people out of office. That's a lot of these kids that are upset with the Republicans because they're not going to do anything on gun control. A lot of them are going to be going to be 18 years old uh, when um, November 6, 2018 come around. So a lot of these, a lot of them are going to be adults, okay? And they will be eligible to vote. And that's the best thing they can do. Once they turn 18, make sure you get registered. Uh, make sure you, that everybody you know is registered from, from these schools. Uh, you know, if you're about to graduate or whatever, make sure that you register to vote and that you will vote and we will vote these assholes and put people in office that will change some of these gun laws. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's the only option we got now. Because let's face it, folks, the, it's the NRA. It's the NRA that's controlling these politicians. Marco Rubio is bought the hell off. Paul Ryan, Mitch McConnell, you name them. They're all bought and paid for. Nothing's going to get done. So all we can do is keep at it, kids. Keep doing what you're doing. It's a great thing you're doing out there. We love you. We, and we have your back. We have your back. Regardless of what these trolls say online, regardless of what these hateful ass, nasty ass, evil ass Republicans want to say and smear and lie on you. America, uh, the, the same people, the intelligent people, the smart people, we have your back because we know that you're smart and you're intelligent. And maybe that's one of the things that a lot of these jackass Republicans do not like. The fact that these kids are very bright, they're very smart, they're very intelligent, and they're going to take over the world one day. And they're going to throw their asses completely out of office where they deserve to be. Okay, students and parents affected by the mask shootings met with President Donald Trump at the White House on Wednesday to plead for meaningful action to curb violence. And what the hell did this man tell them? That there should be more guns. Uh, the administration billed the event as a listening session. And I've just got through said 
In reality, Trump doesn't listen to anybody. Trump wants people to listen to him because he always feels he always feels that everything should be about him and not no one else. Trump doesn't give a damn about what's going on in America. He wants chaos because that's what he and his partner, Putin, that is why Putin installed him as president. You know, so, all righty. But it quickly turned into a powerful and moment in the decade-long debate over gun control as survivors and family members stood up and called on lawmakers to come up with come up with solutions to gun violence. That's not going to happen. I mean, the re, uh, the Republicans are so afraid of um, the NRA. It it's crazy, and I'm hearing that the NRA is going to be holding town hall meetings too, listening sessions. What the hell is a listening session if you're not going to get anything done? I don't need you to listen to me talk. I need action from you, out of you. Uh, listening, I guess they feel that that's something. At least they're paying attention, even though they know that, even though they know that they're not going to do a damn thing. It's not going to happen. A listening session. Give me a break. Listen to what? You lie. Your BS. We want action. The young people want action. They don't want. They don't need anybody listening to because they know uh, listening is nothing. That's nothing. You need. We need votes. We need legislation. It's not going to happen. And the best way to get things done in this country is to vote these cracks out of office. All these dumbass politicians. And I and I don't say this lightly. It's just. It, it's just that I've seen so many videos. And, and sound bites of uh, Republican politicians um, ridiculing, debasing, and belittling uh, these students from this Stone, Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, like they're peasants. You know, they're peasants. Uh, the guy said, one of the guy, uh, one Republican said, "Don't come on!" I mean, he yelled at the, the, the he yelled at them not to come. Uh, uh, into his office or anything. His office is a public office. But, you know, a lot of these people think that they're better than you are. So, but the bottom line here, folks, is that uh, um, vote. You have to vote these people out, you know. Or we can do a coup and just throw their asses out on their asses out of, out of their office. It, it's a shame that, the, that, that our country is, is is uh is in this way it's a shame and and it's this way because of republicans that's all it is uh all right you've been listening to the george wonder jr show and we're talking about uh gun control uh and, and we're saying that um there will be no gun control as long as republicans are in office there's nothing's gonna happen you know Schools are going to continue to see violence because of uh, the Republicans in action. They're, they're talking, they're listening, they're spinning, they're lying, but they're not going to do a damn thing about uh, 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 violence in these schools. Not a thing. I mean, you're going you're gonna to hear Marco Rubio speak. You're going to hear Paul Ryan speak. They're going to sound intelligent and like statesmen like, but they're not going to be saying a damn thing. 
Well, it's not it, every time there's gun violence in in America, Paul Ryan goes, "Well, it's not the time to discuss or debate gun control." How many times have there been gun violence in the United States? Over twenty-four times. And every time, this, the Republicans say the same thing. If they're in control, it's not time. Uh, uh, when is the time? The time is now. It's just that they don't want it. They don't want it. And they don't give a damn what you say, how you say it. They do not want meaningful gun control. I mean, they don't even want a background check. They don't even want a 30-day background, background check before you actually can get the gun. They want you to be able to go in a gun shop and buy it immediately. Gun and bullets and holsters and um, flak jacket, bulletproof vest. They don't want no kind of regulation whatsoever. You just go in and you have the money, you go in and buy it. You buy it. The hell with it. Somebody gets shot too bad. Nothing is going to change until... We vote these people out. There's no doubt about it. And they will be get they <laughs> the young people are gonna vote them out. These young people who are gonna about to turn eighteen as uh from some of these schools that the Republicans are uh, are adamant and they're not gonna do anything whatsoever about gun control until we change the makeup in Washington. Making the world a better place, <laughs> one show at a time. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now, the George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the air. <laughs> All right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Well, George, hi there. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Thanks for doing oh. the show. Uh, I mean, hey, wow. <laughs> okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Bill Ferguson on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Give us a little bit of your bio and then tell us all about what you do. Well, the... Uh, the focus of my work is to show people how to um, heal inside, how to have their lives work. I used to be a divorce attorney. And one of the things I saw as a divorce attorney is that on the surface was all the anger and the resentment and the upset. And underneath that was a tremendous amount of hurt. And always what was under the hurt was the love. We wouldn't be upset if we didn't care. And one thing right. became r real obvious is that love never, 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 never is love enough 
to have a relationship work. Okay. You know, the, yeah, the the thing that makes so you like I was uh-huh. gonna say you're uh you're kinda like a heartbreak expert when it comes to relationships. <laughs> if that's correct. <laughs> yeah, kinda like that. But well one one thing I've discovered uh-huh. is that any time, every time there's a relationship that isn't working or any area of life that isn't working that which we think is the problem is never the problem. It's always the symptom. Okay. There's always Great. there's always going to be something under the surface mm-hmm. that's forcing us to act in a way that destroys our ability to see what needs to be done, and it forces us to magnify the problem. Wow. So and, if we can recognize the symptoms, we can probably... Uh, uh, if you could recognize the symptoms, you can probably have a great relationship, uh, something oh, like absolutely. that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. you see, we're taught to look outside of us. Okay. You know, all of our focus is on he said, she said, outside of us. But you see, but that's never the problem. It's always the symptom. Right. You know, if you want to be effective in your relationships, you got to look on the inside. Yeah. Because the there's always the going to be symptoms. something... Yeah, that's, that's, I was going to say, and the problem will help you solve the problem. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's um, another thing that's interesting. So, like, in relationships, the thing that makes the difference is not the love, it's the experience of love. So, let's okay. say you and I are brothers. If I love you, but okay. I treat you lousy, what good is my love for you? Yeah, that's, you know, that's it's true. Worthless. <laughs> it's yeah. worthless. So. So the thing that makes a difference is not the love, it's the experience of love. If I interact okay. with you in a way where you feel loved, our relationship's going to be great. Yeah, exactly. And, mm-hmm. and, it, and if I interact with you in a way where you feel unloved, our relationship's going to be a mess. Yeah, yeah. So the and you would say a lot of-, of love is always up to me. So you would say a lot of this is going on in the world now. Oh, the tremendous suffering in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, but what we don't realize, it's all our own creation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you look at, look at what creates love. What creates love is giving the gift of acceptance and appreciation, which is mm-hmm. nothing more than surrendering to the truth. You're you, whether I like it or not. I can love the way you are. I can hate the way you are. And going to change a thing. You're still going to be you. Yeah. If I can let you be the you that you're going to be anyway, if I can let you be you and then appreciate the you that you are, that creates the experience of love. Yeah. So, yeah, and it also, yeah. when I can be at peace with the truth, I can see the truth. Mm-hmm. And when I can mm-hmm. see the truth, I can see what I need to do based on what the truth, what the facts are. Yeah, yeah. You see, because at any moment, what's so is always, always, always what's so. Yeah, yeah. So, when, you know. When you can be at peace with the truth of what's so, automatically you look in the direction 
of, well, given that that's the truth, what do I need to do about it? Mm-hmm. You look at the areas of your life that work great, those are areas where you can flow with whatever happens. And, and if you look at the areas of life that don't work, those are areas where we can't flow. You know, I, I see where you're coming from, and, and I, I understand what you're saying. And uh, how do you make this work out here in a society where relationships are just uh, teetering on busting up? You know, a lot of people aren't going to look inside themselves and find out the symptoms to solve the problem. They feel that the problem is breaking up and trying to find someone that they may think is more compatible. Yeah, but what happens is that that mm-hmm. people leave a relationship, but if they don't deal with the inner issues that create the problem in the first place, they go to the new relationship, and the same stuff happens all over again. Yeah, yeah, I can see that, yeah. yeah. You see, cause, cause, see yeah. why we can't be at peace with the truth <laughs> is because the truth hurts. It strikes a nerve. So what happens sure in relationships? Yeah. So what happens in relationships is that, let's say I got a relationship with this lady and she's just being her, but the way she is strikes a nerve in me, and then and then I get threatened, I get upset, I react negatively, which then strikes the nerve in her. She gets upset, she reacts negatively, strikes the nerve in me. I strike the nerve in her. She strikes the nerve in me, and it's back and forth like ping pong, and that's what yeah, kills relationships. Yeah. So you're saying basically before you go to another relationship, make, try to find out what the underlying symptoms yeah, you gotta are heal, and you solve gotta, the... You gotta, yeah, you got to heal that hurt. But let me talk a little bit about yeah. what creates and destroys love. Okay. What creates love is giving the gift of acceptance and appreciation. So again, let's say mm-hmm. you and I are brothers. Well, if I genuinely accept you and appreciate you just for who you are, how does it feel? Feels great. It feels great, and then automatically your walls mm-hmm. of protection come down around me because you don't need them around me. And then notice that as I genuinely accept and appreciate you for who you are, notice mm-hmm. that just automatically you then accept and appreciate me. <laughs> you, you see how so, that works? So it's like, yeah, so it's like a one-way street. Yeah, you Hold give up. love, and love comes back. Okay. So as I genuinely accept and appreciate you, you feel empowered. You feel loved. Your walls come down, and then automatically you become more accepting of me. And then I feel better about myself and my life, and then I feel better about you, and you feel better about me, and I feel better about you, and you feel better about me. And then we create this cycle of loving, supporting, and empowering each other that brings out the best in everybody. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if and, you ever had like and, and, a really good friendship that lasts years and years, that's what you got. Yeah, and most romantic yeah. relationships start out that way. Yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, rem- I was going to say uh, say that that that's a good thing to incorporate into uh, actual relationships out here in the world because you know, oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Because I think because I think divorce and separation is an, at an all time high. Yes. Yes. And then, and we've got conflict, uh, more conflict in the world yeah. with each other than I think we've ever had. <laughs> you telling me? <laughs> yeah, and then, and but what it all is, it's just, it's that not 
not accepting. Yeah. So Do you what think... creates love is giving acceptance. What destroys it is being mm-hmm. non-accepting. You need to change. You're messed up. Yeah. What's your problem? What is the matter with you? Do you think uh, people around the world, do you think they have the capacity to actually make their relationship work in the, in the way that you're speaking? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. When, when I was a divorce attorney, 15% of – and I, as a divorce attorney, I never worked to have my clients heal their to, – to stay together. My focus was oh, not okay. on having people stay together because some people shouldn't be together. My focus was right. on having my clients heal their relationship with each other because the legal work was so much easier. And what ended <laughs> up happening was 15% of my clients canceled their divorce and got back together. And of the 85% that did divorce, virtually all of them parted as friends. And the thing that I discovered wow. in all of that was that it only takes one person to heal a relationship. Because that's okay. all I saw was my yeah. client. Very rarely did I ever see the other person. But when my client shifted how he or she was towards the other person, it changed how the other person responded in return. That's wonderful. It only takes I mean, one that's... Yeah, that's wonderful that it only takes one person because you I've always felt that it took both people to be together and the both each individual had to work on their own symptoms or problems, but it just takes well, from your point of view just take one. Well, there see relationships we've been taught mm-hmm. that relationships are 50-50, but they're not. Relationships are 100-100. It's how I am towards you is going to determine how you respond to me. That makes me 100% responsible for the presence or absence of love, and you're 0%. But you see, that's one side of the coin. The other side of the coin is how you are towards me determines how I'm going to respond to you. That makes you 100%. (laughs) So in relationships, you get two people together. I'm 100% responsible, and so is she. You see, but that's not what we're taught. We're only taught that there's only one responsibility. Either she's responsible or I'm responsible or we cut it down the middle. So I look to see what the problem (laughs) is, and I can see very quickly what the problem is. It's her. (laughs) See, and here's the trap. Every time we blame, we're telling the truth. Every time you blame somebody, that person really is the problem. 100% the problem. Yeah. It's just Bill Ferguson on the George playing, Wilder Jr. show. Uh, pardon me? Bill, how are people re- – uh, are you an author? Have you written a book on this? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wrote uh, okay. uh, several books on this. But Okay. The- okay, so um, um, you've been doing this for quite a while, relationships. Yeah, over 30 years. <laughs> That's a long time. And how are people reacting to what you do? I mean, is it positive or somewhat positive? Or oh, yeah, because it's, how people once, you, once you take the time to stop and look, you can't argue mm-hmm. with it. I mean, this stuff is like physics. You just can't argue with it. But you got to look in a very different way. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're taught to 
look at life and we're taught to interact with life in a way that destroys love and creates all sorts of suffering. Hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure uh, that my audience learned a lot of a lot of things, and I have too. I'm going to pick up your book. Uh, where can we find it? Is it on Amazon or, or you have a website website or anything? Well, the main the main book is How to Heal a Painful Relationship, and that was the book I was featured on Oprah on. And it okay. talks about how do you end the cycle of conflict and heal the love in in your relationships, uh, one human being to another. Okay, and uh, you've been doing this for thirty years, and you you and reaction to the book and what you've been doing has been very very positive. Yes, no, absolutely, absolutely, and and if and if you want to learn more about relationships, an easy way to do it is I have a website that's masteryofrelationships.com. Okay, Bill Ferguson on the George Wilder Jr. Show. One more question. Um, there is a lot of books out there available on relationships, something similar to what you're talking about. How would yeah. your book stand out among the rest, among those? Well, I can't talk about the other books because I haven't read them. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, but I know. But <laughs> but, but the thing, but the thing about <laughs> about my book is it just until you can discover the underlying condition that's creating the problem in the relationship, nothing's going to change. Mm-hmm. And what we do is we just put all of our focus on she said, she said, and then nothing changes. So if you if you truly want to make a shift in your relationship, you got to look. To, you got to address the cause. Yeah, totally. And uh, and and one of the keys in doing that is, of course, healing the hurt. Uh, and then the other thing is making sure the other person feels loved, accepted, and appreciated just the way that person is. And and of course exactly. that requires a lot of letting go. How do you feel uh, uh, knowing that you've uh, helping out a lot of people? How, it's a really uh, what good is feeling. response to that? Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a really good feeling. It's like one one thing that I'm going to know without a doubt is that mm-hmm. at the end of my life, when I check in, I will know that I've done a lot more good than harm, and that's a good feeling. Yeah. It is a good feeling, and it's also a good feeling when people come to you. Walk up to you personally and thank you for what you do. That's a great yes. feeling. Yeah, it it, it really yeah. is. It really is. Like you you yeah. you make a difference in somebody's life, and then yeah. all the work becomes worth it just in that one just in that one instant. Yeah, it does. I, I I've uh, been on the other end of it, and it is remarkable, and it makes you want to just keep on doing what you're doing because you know you're helping someone out there. Yeah. Yeah, see, and every time you interact with somebody, you're either going to create love or you're going to destroy mm-hmm. love. And whatever you give is going to come right back. <laughs> All right, Bill Ferguson on the George Wilder Jr. Show. Thank you for doing the show. You were great. Would you like a link to this uh, uh, show that you're doing so maybe you can put it on your website and people can come oh, back and listen to you? Okay, you <laughs> okay. Give me, about, yeah. give me about an hour and I'll get it to you. All right? That's great. That's great. Well, take care, and I wish you the very best. I do, too. Bye-bye. Thank you very much. Wish you the very best. All right, that was Bill Ferguson on the George Wilder Jr. Show. 
talking about relationships.
sending a video letter directly to you, sir. And the only reason I call you sir is because the office that you hold is supposed to be a respectable office. But so I just want to speak directly to you, Mr. Trump. I know you may never get this video. Maybe you will, though, because at least I have white skin like you. But first, I wanted to applaud you for one thing, and only one thing. Um, many racists in politics are very covert. So I applaud you for being an open racist, and I applaud you for at least letting us see just how racist you are. And it's now it's it's well established worldwide that you are a bona fide white supremacist. Um, there's not a nation that hasn't condemned you as a racist. So you have dishonored and disgraced one of the, the highest office, offices in the land. But I wanted to say one thing. You made a comment yesterday about shithole countries, poor, black, brown countries. So because they're poor, because they're black and brown and not white or European, you consider them shitholes. Well, I wanted to give you an accurate definition of a shithole nation. A shithole nation, by definition, would be a nation like America that allows and tolerates a racist to operate in their highest office, the presidency. That is a shithole nation. A nation that tolerates a racist president. There is no worse pile of shit or turd in the toilet out of all the other countries than a great nation like America that allows its president to be an open white supremacist and then to allow them to continue to function as president. That's the biggest turd in the pot, or as you say, the biggest shithole. Why? Because you, Mr. Trump, are the shit, the turd, in the White House that's staining and putting the foul odor all over our nation. And of course, the only reason you're there is because you're a racist. You're a complete and utter idiot with no competency whatsoever to be where you're at. The only reason you're there is because we had a black president and our racist nation wanted a racist president after a black president. So until America can get past its racism, which I don't know if it ever has, because there's one thing about black folks, Mr. Trump, black folks have always understood one thing. The more things change in this country, the more they stay the same. You are living proof that any white person, no matter how racist they are, and matter of fact, racism is actually more of a compliment in this nation. It's like apple pie racism in America. They go hand in hand. If you're a white American, you're a racist, and you've and you've proven that. And not only are you a racist, if you're a racist, you get rewarded for being a racist in this country. Why? Because we are a racist organization called America. Fact. 
and nothing has changed in 400 years what has really changed we're still seeing black and brown folks executed in the street not that you and jeff sessions or any of your racist motherfucking cabinet care you don't give a fuck about justice for people of color you're all a group of white nationalists so i just want to tell you here's one white guy and i'm telling you personally donald trump kiss my white fat ass i hate you donald trump i literally hate you and I pray to God, you get impeached. You're an embarrassment to our nation and upon the world. Please do us all a favor and resign.
I'm just going across the street. Can I get mad? Oh, no. What'd I do? Turn around, turn around. Put your hands behind your back. Let's go, let's go. The jury of your peers having found you guilty. Ten years. What? Come on, come on! Get in that cell, nigga. God, no. Students demand, listen to us. After days of tears and protests, Florida school shooting survivors face lawmakers in our town hall. As I've said earlier into the show, folks, this listening tour is nothing but a farce. Listening to these kids and listening to their parents uh, and trying to demand something change in terms of gun control uh, with these Republicans is not gonna it's not going to happen it is not going to happen the only way it's going to happen as i've alluded to uh it's just you're going to have to change the makeup in in washington dc that's that's the only way this is the time to talk about it school shooting school shooting uh, survivors i'm sorry prepared for town hall educators reject proposal to arm teachers as the Republicans want. The Republicans want more guns in schools. And, and that's ridiculous. After 17, I mean, don't even talk about Sandy Hook. Babies were, were gunned down. And these Republicans in America, in office, in Congress, they just can't, they don't get it. They don't give a damn about getting it. It's all about supporting and kissing up to the NRA. Not, to, not the people who put their asses in office, 
gave them their salary and gave them the best health care in the world. But yet they're not paying us any attention. It's the gun lobbyists and it's NRA who they are paying attention to because these organizations line their pockets. Money talks. Money talks. However, Twitter announces steps to stop harassment of school shooting survivors. That's a good thing. Twitter and Facebook, I believe I alluded to that earlier, uh, and Facebook. That's a good thing. Get this garbage off of social media because uh, a lot of these uh, ads and posts are trolling our young people. And we don't know where these ads are coming from. They could be coming from Russia, could be coming from any other country. And then you have Fox News. Fox News and some people on cable television in America are also trolling these young people, saying things about them that's not true. All because, and they're doing nothing more than wanting to save lives. The Republicans, they don't want to do that. They don't give a damn about saving anybody's lives. Their own, probably. Their own children. But everybody else, we can just, but everybody else, anybody else, we can just go straight to hell. You know, uh, the Republicans, they're not going to do anything about this. And I've said this. Uh, the only way we're going to change things in this country, gun control and a lot of other things, uh, we're going to have to change Congress. Uh, a lot of the things that Trump has undone, we've got to implement them again. Once Trump is out of office, and hopefully that'll be really soon. Hmm, come on, Bob Mueller. Uh, we're going to change a lot of things. A lot of the uh, executive executive orders that he ended, we're going to re restore that, replace that, put it back to where it was. Just because Donald Trump doesn't seem to realize this, he probably he may realize it now that executive orders can be easily erased, as he probably found out, because he's erased a lot of Obama's executive orders. And his executive orders can also be reversed. Okay, the Republicans want to, uh, this tax cuts can be reversed. Uh, this budget, uh, astronomical budget uh, that's uh, about to be proposed by the, the GOP can be reversed, where uh, one of the things in the budget is is, is um, um, taking away food stamps and giving food boxes. That's ridiculous. People will die. Taking away, uh, uh, throwing 30,000 people off Medicaid, Medicare, that can be reversed. Cutting of Social Security, that can be reversed. Whether it's uh, retirees or disabled, all of that stuff can be reversed. Anything that these guys and girls can do in Congress today, the Republicans, because they control everything, can be reversed. Just like uh, it, it can easily be reversed. Everything can be restored if we get the right people in there uh, in the upcoming months. And that's why there's so many, there are so many um, state houses around the country that used to be red, that supported Trump. You know, they are flipping and turning blue. That's one of the things that Republicans cannot deny. They may try. They may come up with some flimsy excuse to why Democrats are winning and they're losing. 
even though the Republicans are losing, they're still being assholes, the assholes that they are. Okay, uh, the NRA rejects the idea of age limit for buying rifles. The NRA, it's a Republican organization. They reject age limit for uh, a buying gun. They don't even get, they don't even care if a mentally ill person gets a gun. And the NRA owns the Republican Party in Washington, including the White House. The NRA packs their pockets and bank accounts with money. They should be shamed. They should be they should be shamed of being bought and paid for. They should be shamed of being um, bought off. But they're not. The Republicans they don't have no shame. Even if they you know they're risking losing their jobs, their office in November 2018. They don't care. They're still going to do the dirt as long as they can. And don't forget, a lot of Republicans have retired. I think over 35 of them have retired or retiring, and they will not run again. Why are they retiring? They're retiring because their house is paid for, their kids' (laughs) uh, college fund is okay, the bank account is full. They're getting out before Mueller uh, put the handcuffs on them. In other words, a lot of these guys and girls who are retiring from Congress are cashing out. Trump gave them their tax cut, and they're cashing out. But I've said this a thousand times. Just because you quit in Congress doesn't mean that you're not going to go to jail later on for what you've done to our Constitution. Cashing out, getting out, quitting is not going to keep you out of jail. Believe me. All right. Sandy Hook parents say arming teachers isn't the solution. America is saying arming teachers is not the solution. However, the NRA says it is. Donald Trump says it is. Mitch McConnell, Marco Rubio, the slimes in Congress says it is as if they know better than we do. What they know is cash. What they know is that the NRA is going to get in their asses if they decide they want to enact some sort of gun control legislation. They know this. NRA will threaten them. <laughs> the NRA will come after them. Hey, I'm paying you. You won't, get, you won't get another cent, and you will not get elected. So the Republicans, they fall in line. You know, and screw the people who put them in office. Screw the people who gave them the best hell in the world. Because they're afraid of the NRA. Afraid of the NRA. The NRA wants them to screw the people, and they're doing it. They're doing it. Okay, students demand, listen to us, but um, a couple of Republicans are saying that Trump has to do more than listen and talk because that's all he's done i mean um he was on my television today uh listening and talking he's it seems like he was more talking than listening 
And I and I've always said, and we know that Trump doesn't listen. He wants you to listen to him. You know, so Trump acts. Trump, uh, he's. I mean, in this listening session, he asks for ideas. Trump doesn't give a damn about anybody else's ideas except his own or ideas from the people in his circle. You know. Yeah, Parkland, the mayor of Parkland, he spent his week going to funerals. Donald Trump did not attend one of those funerals. He doesn't care. He, he doesn't give a... Uh, uh, the Republicans, they didn't attend the funeral. It shows you how much they care. And they don't. So stop thinking that the Republicans, are, they care, and they're going to do something about restricting guns in, in America. They're not going to do a damn thing. They're bought and paid for. They're scared as hell of the NRA that's lining their pockets. The NRA and other gun lobbyists around Capitol Hill. Okay? But we have the vote. We can vote their answers to the curve, and that's what's going to happen. Vote them to the curve. And I would say to people, once we get these Republicans out, every last one of them, these thuggish Republicans, once their asses is all the way out, folks, tell everybody you know never to vote for another Republican. It's not worth it. We see what they're like. We see what they're about. It's a conspiracy. I mean, these guys are, uh, you know, it's a criminal empire ran from the White House. Mafia boss Donald Trump running from the uh, uh, uh. but however there's still a bright bright uh, light on this thing he could be convicted of collusion with Russia we know one thing we know something for sure that Russia did meddle in the election Trump is still denying it I mean he must have used the word no collusion no collusion about a hundred times Every time he say no collusion, we know that there was actually collusion. Whether uh, we get him for collusion or not, we're going to get him for obstruction of justice. He's going down. Something is going to get this man. If obstruction of justice doesn't get him, sexual assault, maybe even rape would get him or something else vital that we may not even know about and but however the special counselor Robert Mueller knows about all right you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. show and I thank my guest Bill Ferguson for being a wonderful guest and uh, make sure you go and get his book because he is very very astute on relationships uh, especially trying to keep uh, a relationship going and even to make it thrive as it goes on through the future. So it's a, it, it sounds like a, a great book. He sounds like a great guy. So, you know, check everything out. You know, if you didn't, if you tuned into, if you're just tuning into the show, make sure you podcast the show for later. 
uh, run it back later for later and then, you know, take a listen and uh, check out that book um, on relationships by Bill Ferguson. Bill Ferguson, B-I-L-L-F-E-R-G-U-S-O-N, Ferguson on relationships. Okay, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it's been, it's going to be, obviously, it's been a trying, we're in some trying times here, but, you know, we're going to get through this, you know. I mean, <laughs> it's a dark time in America's history, for sure, for 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 real. Excuse me. Yeah, it, it's it's been a dark time in America. I mean, uh, I mean, every time I turn on the computer or I turn on the television, I see these kids, uh, wonderful kids, high school kids, um, wanting to make a difference in America, and the Republicans are calling them crazy, uh, actors, or delusional, or you know. And you have trolls on the internet that are trying to uh, stamp out their voice. You know, what the hell are, I mean, what the hell is going on? These are kids. They're children. This shows you that the Republicans will stoop to nothing to try to protect Donald Trump. They will stoop to nothing to try not to enact anything on gun control. And then they'll try to debase the person, uh, call them names and all this kind of thing because they're coming, because they want to make life better for themselves and other people in America. The only people who do not want to make life better for anybody, and that's the Republicans. Anybody, maybe themselves. And these guys and girls, the Republicans in office, they forget that we voted their asses in. We gave them their jobs. But their obedience is to Donald Trump, not the people who voted them in the office and gave them their jobs. We are their bosses. But they don't like that. There are so many Republicans who skip town halls because they got their asses ripped by their constituency. So they skip their town halls and the, their constituency is pissed off and they say that those uh, politicians who do not come to the town hall meetings will be voted out of office. You hear that, Paul Ryan? Your constituency say they will vote your ass out of office because you think you're too good and high mighty to sit down and answer questions from the people who voted your ass into office. You hear that, Mitch McConnell, Marco Rubio? You guys will not have your jobs long. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. It's 6, not 6, but 721 straight up p.m. in the city of Chicago. I hope it's great where you are. Uh, we had a few nice days in the city, uh, uh, you know, a couple of days, but now it's back to winter <laughs> in Chicago. It's it's always, um, you never know what's going to happen. It gets colder every time you turn a corner. And sometimes it gets warmer every time you turn a corner. It depends on what side of town you're on, especially if you're in the city of Chicago. And wherever you are, to, are in the world, I want to thank you for listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. What is it, 7.22 p.m. in the in Chicago? 
Uh, bad listeners hear themselves. Average listeners hear themselves. Good listeners hear the issues. Great listeners hear the heart. Wonderful listeners hear the George Wilder Jr. show. <laughs> I just threw that in there. Okay, we're going to do this. Hey there, friends and fans. This is George Wilder Jr. of the George Wilder Jr. Show. <laughs> I want you to enjoy my fictional writings located on Amazon and elsewhere. Uh, the website is www.amazon.com slash author slash gwilder or, or go to the Amazon website and type my name in the text bar above to either order or download a book, a story, essays, novels, novelettes, whatever you want to do. And I want to thank you very much for that. And as always, good reading. This is George Wilder Jr. And keep listening. There's always more to come. All right. Thank you, everybody. ...by Politico. Two attorneys for senior White House officials in the Trump White House have told Politico that they expect Robert Mueller to hand down an indictment against Donald Trump as early as this spring. Now, the reason for this is because these two attorneys who spoke to Politico separately understand how the law works. They understand how these investigations work, but more importantly, they've actually been a part of it on the other side, on the, on the defense. They're the ones representing officials within the Trump administration. So they've gone in during the questioning. They've seen what Robert Mueller is trying to build. They understand what evidence he has. And these people are now telling us that Donald Trump is headed for an indictment for obstruction of justice. Hopefully jail. Now, I know that may jail. not be the bombshell indictment that most people were, were hoping for, but it is something at this point. Collusion if it happened, if it didn't, is a very difficult thing to prove, even for a very skilled prosecutor. And I think that's why Robert Mueller kind of backed off that to an extent, as far as we know, and is now focusing more on the obstruction of justice, because there are many different avenues that he can go with that. It's not just that he obstructed justice one time. It could be because of the, uh, uh, response that they wrote to the New York Times article that they said came from Don Jr., but instead came from Trump and Hope Hicks. It could be the firing of Comey. It could be the recent stuff with Andrew McCabe. It could be many different things. There could be multiple counts of obstruction of justice. It could be threatening uh, 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 to fire Jeff Sessions and then not threatening and then refusing his resignation. We don't know. At this point, there are still too many unknowns about everything within this investigation because not much is leaked. So what we do know is that attorneys for the other side, people representing the people who are worried about going to jail, are telling us that based on what they've seen, they're saying, if we were betting men, we wouldn't put any money on Trump. We would put the money on Mueller handing down an indictment. Those are strong words from attorneys. We also know that recently, actually just this past week, Rick Gates and Paul Manafort's attorneys abruptly quit. They decided they didn't want to do this anymore. And I'm assuming it's because they understand that at this point, there is no way they can win for their client. Either that or their client keeps making stupid mistakes and saying things he shouldn't say. So they decided, you know what? I can't do this anymore. 
Trump is in a lot of trouble. Yeah, a lot of trouble. Heaven help the child who never had a home. Heaven help the girl who walks the streets alone. Heaven help the roses if the bombs begin to fall. Heaven help the black man if he struggles one more day. Heaven help the white man if he turns back away. Heaven help the man who kicks the man as a crawl. Heaven help the song. than not all of it. All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Have a great, great evening, a great weekend, whichever comes first. <laughs> Bye-bye. Take care. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.